just yeah like it, not not to try and burn you but you know when like if you hold a hand over a candle and it gets kind of dark and that's the intention so that you can kind of smear that over the drawing um don't try this at home kids <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop, Bellum Draconis. We are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the magical homebrewed world of Erith in the kingdom of Drolak. Joining you for this week's episode, we have Will, who plays the dragonborn druid Val Falcon. Not quite. <laughs> Val You sound like a tax salesman. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'm ill. <coughs> Excuse me. We also have Ian, who plays the tiefling warcerer, Nix Carell. Hello, I'm Val Balthon, and I'm here to sell you car insurance. <laughs> now you can get a two for one. No, my name is Mark, and I'm playing the human blade singer, Seth Farrow Reaver. And by last but no means least, we have a maestro of magic, our commander of combat, our DMD of D&D, dungeon master, Danny. Bonjour. We pan over the rickety carts of a rain-sodden trade vehicle heading out west into Sleetgard. In the back, huddled under a large waterproof sheet, staring deeply into his orb, we see the face of Old Gel. Oh, consequences, God! Damn, there were so many questions and Prego done fuck all of the answers. Nick's thought it would be a good idea to do the shocking of him and hell, he put his hand on his throat and he delivered the goods, but fuck me, nothing happened. And uh, Prego done tells the group that he's a friend, he's a mother, a father, a minder, a debtor, a bounty hunter, a foe, and for Emron, I don't fucking know, uh, he doesn't fucking know either, but... Oh, well. Uh, turns out Bal done don get got can't speak banished by Sean Dralakar. Oh, shit. No more brood for him. Uh, Alpha thought it would be a good fucking idea to take a dagger to the loot of Prego. What a dumb bitch. He gone fucked it up. He gone done got cursed and now he's got... Little bits, of, yeah, little bits of his life just trickling away over the next 27 days. Oh, shit. Then you got Seth getting on his knees in front of Prego, but not like that. He done did pledge his allegiance to him and ended up laughing his ass off at it. What a little <laughs> bitch. God damn, everyone just got completely shit up. But it is probably worth remembering that Prego done did spit at Alito's name. Again, not like that. So we get to Sean Drolakar. Turns out he, he or they done said that so few children were re- returned to her. But uh, a reward was promised, and two of the group will leave with their reward, but three will not. They done had to choose whether or not they was going to take their offer or pass overall, and they were going to be told it in turn. First up, we had Nix. He was offered power, a siren's eye, some great big pirate treasure, or protection from their contract, or the pass. Alpha, they were offered knowledge, knowing where an ancient monument, who that uh, echo kind of was, and more information about their memory rune, or 
they could go ahead and get themselves a dragon bitch upgrade or pass. Number three, reigns. They were offered influence so they could get a means to gain trust over Sleep God or a promise to understand more about the ancient pact of House Hatter or maybe even a pass. And finally, Emron, they was offered divinity. They was offered the location of Alito's fall and last steps. Damn! Or maybe some heritage, being able to speak to that other form of Alito once per month. Or, of course, a pass. Now, <laughs> most of the groups were dumb fucking bitches and chose to pass. What the fuck are you doing that for, boys? But not Nick's good old Arachnia. You know he, my boy. He done chose the sirens. Aye, he done chose that power. Of course he did. And they found out that this was some sort of crazy ass relic that can do cursing of armies, controlling the winds, uh, doing some kind of crazy shit with storms and all sorts of amazing, crazy fucking bullshit. It was found on the corrupted coward ship. That was under uh, a lady, not Shade's command, but no one on the boat knew that that jewel was beneath the decks. That's probably quite important. Finally, because only one person, Nix, my boy, chose the power, they decided to give Reigns uh, a little bit of influence. He was uttered a certain phrase that could be doom if spoken in the wrong presences, but whispered in the right ears, could be just what he needed. And he was told that in Scorchelm, Goldview, Moonrise, or Aerith, this might be quite useful. Just utter the damn name, Bellum Draconis! Oh, shit, it got mentioned. Damn titties. There was some sort of rumbling, even Prego felt upstairs. That's some exciting shit. Let's find out what the fuck happens next. I can't match that energy. That energy. (laughs) That's so intense. I think he's broken himself. (laughs) That was the longest intro. It was. I'm sorry. Until next week, guys. There was so much good shit. There was so much good shit. So much to cover. Well played. Uh, Good bullet point hitting. Wow. (laughs) So. We find two of our heroes taking a breather outside the lair of Shondralakar. Both Seth and Baal denied entry into this dragon's domain. That familiar feel of the midday sun in the area that both of you know as the Silent Borderlands. This is one of Dralak's most deadliest deserts. It burns this hot, familiar weight onto your skin. You shelter under this hempen canvas camp that's been erected with music from Prego's lute, all there is to break this palpable silence. The song some of you perhaps dip into, some of you maybe you're listening avidly, but you can't escape some of the key motifs of what's being played. The song tells a tale of loss and woe and slips between the common tongue and a language that you too cannot identify. The druids, all of whom continue to be shaped into this crocodile form, 
uh, are unwilling to acknowledge your presence. You've almost just sort of been cast out and ignored. That platter of fruit that Prego has been grazing at and occasionally you've taken stuff from is beginning to run dry in this heat and stale. You've been waiting for maybe two hours for what the rest of the party have experienced in minutes. Seth, what would you be doing during this time, given uh, the events of the sort of the last few hours? Seth would be probably um, covering hard for his laughing fit when he got hit with Tasha's hideous laughter, um, possibly by acting more solemn and more morose and more serious than uh, maybe Bal in the short spans of time that he's known him um, has seen. Um, he would then be kind of trying to be very pragmatic with his time. One of the things he would have done is he would have um, taken out his spell book and flipped to the very, very back end of the book, which is filled with blank pages. And if Baal was in eye shot or cared, both of which are questionable, um, he would have seen uh, Seth with some charcoal, um, adding lines and shading to what is a very rudimentary design of a cart, um, a kind of a large, long cart and kind of looking at it, muttering to himself as he starts to like add lines on and draw things and, uh, and just kind of fiddle, fiddle around with this um, idea he's got in his head. And every now and then maybe trying to make uh, inroads in communication with, with Baal to learn a lot more about him. But obviously that would depend how forthcoming Baal has been given, you know, the big news that he's just... Uh, just received Baal of the last couple of hours what they look like for you um so initially it would have just been kind of not necessarily dumbfounded Baal knew full well the consequences um were incredibly dire upon returning and if anything this is the most merciful um of outcomes for him uh so like I say, initially would have just kind of been been standing there and just almost stock still for 10, 15 minutes. A little bit unsure of, of what to do or where to go next. But upon kind of turning around, taking in the scene and reflecting on the fact that what was his home technically for, um, well, as far as the party knows, for, for good, but obviously... Um, not necessarily for him. He's he's a little bit at a loss. He knows full well that on his mind there is a sense of revenge. He wants to destroy and obliterate the Abcrisp, but, but right now there's no real means of, of necessarily achieving that. So I guess after sort of maybe 10, 15 minutes or so, um, Baal would have been taking in the scene, wouldn't have been trying to make any contact whatsoever with any of the other druids, uh, and probably would be, like um, you say, Mark, re receptive to a conversation sparking up between Seth and himself. Um, yeah, and he what he'll do is, similar to the night before, he'll kind of linger around um, you, Seth, sit, looking over your shoulder, having a little look and seeing what it is that you're actually doing um, within the book. This is the second not necessarily companion, but but close person that he knows that is actually again fiddling around with 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 what he can clearly see is some sort of tome of, of magical power, and he'll just kind of linger there and, and keep an eye over the shoulder and won't initiate a conversation. You will um, also 
feel probably well from your position there uh, the scuttling of a I don't know if you'd feel it, you would feel it, um, of a spider. It's going to try and climb up your leg. And um, I don't know how you'd respond to that. It's more kind of red, red spider. Uh, would I recognize the the kind of the breed of it or would it be unusual, do you think? It looks, um, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know what breed, it's the familiar. It's as familiar, but I don't yeah. know what. Wait, that what might... are you basing? So you, when you use fine familiar, you're, it's your imagery that, that, creates the creature yeah. when you're when you summon your friend um where does the species of that spider originate from where like where do you recall that species of spider a home so re- re- actual home proper home hunter's empire then ball i would make a nature check a disadvantage okay yeah yeah certainly will do um yeah, just to see if I can uh, ascertain it. It's uh, the lowest one is a seven. I mean, the highest one. Uh, a disadvantage. Is I said it... the lowest. Yeah, yeah. So a yeah. seven is is what I came up with. Sorry. Um, you recognise it's a spider. You recognise it's a non-threatening behaviour of that spider. You don't feel you you understand the sort of iconic relationship that's there, but you really don't recognise the species. No. Okay. You, you um, affiliate the the colour red with with elements, and that's probably all you have. Yeah, no worries. Uh, and that would almost be a, a kind of a mild comfort as well to Baal, but I'm sure they would be able to put two and two together, having seen this spider in the fight as well, yeah. get blasted off into the river, I think it was. Um, you, you definitely know that it's Seth's. You definitely yeah, know that, okay. uh, recognize that connection, but you just don't understand the species. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, excellent. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, he'll say as he just, he, he won't bat it off. He won't kind of throw it anyway. He'll just let it kind of climb up him. Where did you find this one then? Do you have pockets, Bal? Uh, I imagine he would. He's got leather armor, so I imagine there'd be pockets and pouches. But mainly, there's there's a lot of he's the kind of the um, substantial item that he's wearing um, is like a bandolier that's got pouches with glass vials and things in. So it's, uh, and a cape over his back. Yeah, gotcha. The spiders can make a beeline for any kind of. Um pocket-like thing and we'll just start kind of rifling around in them um, <laughs> in it. which case yeah you'd be immediately stopped uh yeah he'd kind of he'd, he'd grab it and go ah, 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 ah. at least ah. take me to dinner first and kind of <laughs> uh, uh and kind of just hold it away from it if he can in his hand yeah. um and just keep it away from the pouches it's um it's enough to draw seth away from his um sketching we'll turn around and look up sorry about him uh Pinglog, that's his name. He's got a penchant for trying to take things from people. Though I keep trying to explain to him that it's very difficult in his ethereal form to fucking take things, you know. But anyway, he does it all the same. I I thought a familiar, you know, was supposed to be, supposed to behave. When the owner says do this, it's supposed to do it. But Penlog's a little cunt. He doesn't do it half the time. (laughs) I've got the only thing that will make him behave is the blade. When that comes out, he is—he sings and dances from the same. He doesn't actually do that, but you get the picture. He, he does what I tell him, basically, but only when the blade is out. It's odd. Interesting. So you have no control over his actions whatsoever. Yeah, I've got some control, but I feel like I feel like he is a child. You know, sometimes you tell a child do this, and they go, "Yeah, okay, I wanted to do it anyway, so I'll do it." And then other times you say, "Do this," and they say. 
no, I'm going to shit on the floor. That's kind of what the relationship is here. It's as long as he wants to do it, we kind of, we kind of, we see eye to eye. Right. I don't know if that's right, but anyway. Well, I'm not too familiar myself. Excuse the pun. However, I have a similar bond. Uh, and you'll see the kind of eyes ignite a little bit. And once more kind of around appearing, coiling around the shoulder, um, Baal is going to summon the wildfire spirit um, around their shoulders. This kind of uh, serpentine little dragon, in a sense, that's just kind of coiling around and just appears um, there. In fact, let me just quickly check. I don't know if I can... Fuck, have I really fucked this up? I don't know if I can summon this without it creating its... Uh, big explosion. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm sure if I if I knew that it would create an explosion, I'm sure that I'd do it without kind of doing that. Uh, you, you have a snake that explodes. It, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to see my explosion? <laughs> um, it says when it appears. Yeah, when it appears, it does kind of burst into life. But I wonder if you'll yeah. allow me to do it without. I will allow you if you could at the same time spend control flame, or um equivalent i see okay uh mm. it, it makes an explosive appearance the only way to contain that is if you can i'm with you yeah i work that i don't have that so knowing knowing that then i probably wouldn't i'd probably wreck on that i, I probably wouldn't it, it kind of just to have a mild explosion on myself with seth in his book right in front of me <laughs> and a spider crawling over me uh so instead of necessarily summoning it around me then uh i'll just uh say that's fascinating. I have complete control over the one that I summon. We communicate together. We work together. But never before have I been disobeyed. All oh, right, that doesn't bode well. Well, it makes sense actually, though, because uh, this book ain't mine. And he's gesturing to the spell book. Right, one of your and. Uh, Baal's eyes will kind of narrow a little bit and, and scan around the room and speak relatively quietly. Old friends from the camp? Oh, no, no. This precedes them totally. This is a year ago almost now. I don't know why I'm telling you this, actually. In the final wow. battle against the Blight, I was drudging back across the fields of the dead and I came across this, uh, this 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 lady, an aeromancer. She was one of the high-ranking wizards in the army. She was dying, and I uh, I took the book, thinking to return it to uh, someone. And I just kind of held on to it, and then a few other things happened, and I could read it. I could I could I could draw energy from it. I could I could use the spells within it. But they don't always work the way I want them. I think is kind of why Ben Glock here doesn't always uh, doesn't always follow suit. If you know what I mean, maybe he knows deep down I'm not really the one who should be in control. I don't know. It's all. Uh, Bar will kind of raise an eyebrow at this, at kind of everything you've said, paying particular attention to you talking about the fact that you've you you kind of took the book from this person, uh, and. They'll look down at the at the spider back at you and at the book and say, when you say you took the book, do you mean it was given to you by this dying wizard, arcane enchantress, whoever it might be, or 
Was it asked that it was returned to someone in particular? Well, no, she she was on death's door. It's a death rattle. She was gone. Her chest was heaving, but nothing, no life was there. If you've been on battlefields as long as I have, you, you know when someone is not for the healers. I took it to return it at first. No one told me to do it. I just saw it lying there. It was either me or the scavengers who would come to the land soon enough. I mm. thought I'd do a good deed and was interested by what it contained. And uh, the scrawlings didn't make sense to begin with, and then it slowly did. The first thing I summoned was this blade. Nothing, if not by chance, bring up the blade of death, <laughs> and it appeared. And then the uh, song. Glancing over your shoulder, can, can can I see any writing in this book or does it all look kind of runic? Is it like a... Uh, on the back pages that he's got to open, it's literally just a left page of just blank parchment and a right page um, landscape of a very rudimentary drawing of this kind of extended large cart with like added bags and chests on the side. Of course, and yeah. Guards and like a post above and... Um, it looks almost like a like a almost like a castle built on wheels. Pretty much, it doesn't look like it would actually move at all. Awesome. Okay, I'm looking that taking you over as well. It is impressive, Seth. You're able to garner power from someone without necessarily having studied it or practiced it, perhaps yourself. But like you say, maybe practice does make perfect. That is interesting. I know well of the Blight Lands that you speak of. And I know well, as you say, of those that would raid and pillage. I've had my dealings with them too. Sean, and then he'll stop and kind of pause for a moment. And uh, kind of recollecting himself will say, as I mentioned, I was tasked myself with purifying some of the Blightlands, the evil that took place deep within root and stone and body. Turns out that fire is a good purifier. So a few other of the brood, my original brood and myself, we were tasked with returning the land, some of it back to itself. But there were, as you say, people who intended to how do I put this? Take what did not belong to them, taint what was perhaps still untainted, and they were purified themselves. But I believe you said you were one of the Sleet Guard, Surge, was that? He stiffens at this almost like to a mini kind of um, at kind of like a proper soldier's pose, even sat down for a second, his shoulders go back, his chin juts out. Yes, I did. I served for quite a few years. Hmm. And wow. I want to remind you that I did not take it on the case of trying to make make ill or make wrong that which was, I agree with everything you've said. And whatever way this thing goes down with these people down on the ground, Whatever happens to them, I'll definitely suggest that if if you and I as outsiders here are no longer welcome with this lot, we could make our way north 
back to sleep guard and do some real good. I know many places that still have this. I tend to say myself, one evil has been destroyed, which just leaves room for other evil. And it's been filled, not with the undead, but with the living of all kinds, returning to sleep guard and taking hold there, making, as you said, taking something that once was pure and ruining it. So either way this goes down, Baal, you always have a, a place next to me if your mind and your heart is where it says it, where it says it is. I've got a passive insight at 17. The reason Baal is skeptical is because not two days previous, this was someone on <laughs> the team of the mortal mm-hmm. enemy who kind of turned coat. Um, what I'm trying to do with all of this speech is I'm just trying to look for genuine sentiment Mm-hmm. Um, specifically when he was talking about kind of trust and specifically when he was also talking about um, the, the intent when he had behind the book. So there's almost two different, I'm, I'm happy to roll twice or, or whatever you want me to do specifically for it, but that's that's what I'm looking out for just to garner whether or not Baal feels like he can confide perhaps a little bit more, but also maybe offer a little bit of trust towards Seth. Yeah, could you roll an insight Um mm-hmm. Roll for me. Mark, could you roll persuasion or deception? Um, don't tell us uh, which one you're doing, but whatever you roll, Mark, persuasion if it's truth, deception if it's lie, whatever you roll is the DC that Baal has to meet in order to um, understand whether or not it's a truth or a lie, etc. Okay, gotcha. or it's taken on face value. Okay. So, uh, Mark, you go first. Give us the do DC. Do you want two separate for the, or is this just the DC for the, because it's so, also about the book and the, that I'm taking the last bit that you spoke about, which was about the. Um, we'll do this. In t- are you trying to insight on those two parts? Will are you trying to ascertain whether or not the book was taken? By yeah, the means I didn't was explained to you. Exactly, I didn't okay. want to interrupt him because yeah, it was it was fascinating to listen through. But that that's something that Bar would definitely have been kind of paying attention to because mm-hmm. he kind of okay brought so, it up again. But as well as this this last sentiment that Seth just brought okay. across about. We'll do that in two parts. We'll do it chronologically because it would affect how you would read the second part if you. Okay. Yeah. Um, mistrust. So, Seth, um, based on the uh, the notion that you've come to uh, obtain the book, please roll persuasion or deception. Don't tell us which one you use, but just tell us what you roll. I rolled a two. Okay, Baal, you need 16. to roll insight. You believe? Well, that's this is now for Seth to reveal. If Seth is lying, you need to say you're lying. If you were telling the truth about it, you need to tell us. Say you're telling the truth. Tell the truth. He okay. Truth. And Baal, you believe that? Okay. And then. Um, to follow up the the recollection of Seth's past serving the hailstorm surge um, and the sentiment that that Seth attached to that Seth roll persuasion or deception uh, two again <laughs> two again Baal roll insight twenty four twenty four you um, Seth what did you pick truth is persuasion you believe it to be true as well Baal okay. So kind of taking that in as well, you'd probably notice um, that Baal is is still in this kind of upright position as talking to you, but you there's probably a slight loosening maybe of the shoulders or any tension in the neck or anything like that as he, as he takes in what you say. I believe your heart to be in the right place, Seth. And I am one of the forgotten exodus now. There is no home for me here. Like some of those who have come before me from this brood and from my former. If your intention is to burn out the rot of these lands, 
I think I can lend my services. Seth's going to let a real toothy grin at that mm. and kind of nod his head in agreement and scratching out the ginger hair he's got above him. So what do you think about this lot then? The group mm. that we've uh, come across, you know, stick with them if they'll take us. What are your thoughts? Honest opinion? Always. Their mission was to return the eggs. I know full well that I was not successful in my part. No, you definitely didn't help the, fit, the fact at all. You made it worse, actually. Sorry, you were talking. <laughs> uh, and he'll kind of, he'll, he'll just, uh, he'll wait for a little bit of that and nod. And my penance will come. However, some also do seem to have true focus. Some less so. I wonder if they have a common goal. I wonder if they all know what they desire. And therefore, I wonder if setting themselves towards one target, one focus, they'll be successful. It's too early for me to tell. If you want my opinion, I feel like they're a team that have not had the proper kind of squad leader yet. <laughs> I feel like they have dealt with a lot of shit, probably. You can see it. You know, you can see it in his eyes. You know, the... Um, Which one? Oh, God. The, the, the one with the hammer and the one who uh, talks funny. The oh, yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. The one that almost fell into the River of Doom. Mm. Yeah, the stupid one. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, you can see in his eyes, like, there, there's a haunted look that you get when you've seen stuff you can't unforget. Unremember. No, you get what I think. Yeah, they've, they've they do gone talk through. the talk. Oh, I but I agree. So. They've seen some shit. There's some interesting interesting characters, some real strength here. I think it's a good group. I think they just lack that that idea, that, like you said, that, that forward propulsion. A common goal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, out of interest, what are your thoughts on the tiefling? Oh, I don't know. I've seen him once. He was he just flapped around, looked confused. I feel like I want to slap him in the face and um, send him back to basic training for a bit. But uh, he's powerful. He doesn't know what he's doing with his shit yet. But uh, oh, I can relate to that. With a bit of training and a bit of support, I think he could be quite quite a quite a useful soldier in the battle of the of the years to come. Hmm. Aside from that, I don't know the guy enough yet. But I I, I see men. I see people. I see possible soldiers that is that is my role unfortunately so anything more than that you are looking for i don't really know unfortunately no just curious okay. i think you're right there's some power there absolutely <laughs> something innate <laughs> me it's forced it comes from the book but with him it seems to just like his emotions control it you know it's just like ah and it happens so i don't know it worries me a little bit because I feel like if he sneezes, he could fucking thunderbolt the room. I don't know. I, but yeah, There's that's something what I mean. quite fun about that, though, isn't there? Oh, yeah, Sense sure. of danger. To an extent, you know. I'm more looking at it thinking like these are people on places that can help us, you know, control and look after Slitgard and, like you said, rip out the or burn out the rot. Hmm. Whatever your expression was, it's a needed thing, especially in these dark times. Uh, 
It's usually something to do with fire. It's kind of my thing. I've noticed. It's hmm. very efficient. Yes, it works We've got well. to burn the corpses because the undead will come back. We all know that. I have much experience in this, trust me. Yeah. They don't come back when they're ash. Exactly. There's nothing to come back. Either you just come back as little little uh, butterflies of ash? No. So they just stay dead. Hmm. And anyway, I could kill a butterfly. That's quite straightforward to do. Oh, I'm sure. With your you, fancy dark sword. Yeah, it's a, it's a shadow blade. But yeah, close <sighs> enough, yeah. Oh, I do apologize. I meant no offense. It's cute. Well, thanks. I think. Uh, anyway, you like my drawing? Mm, I was trying to work out what on earth that thing was. Some sort of right. castle on wheels? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm an expert drawer. <laughs> not really, no. Uh, I'm not an artist myself, but I've got an idea, right? If we're going to hang around with this bunch of cunts and we're going to have... We're going to be on the road a bit. We're going to be traveling a bit. We need to do it in style because people need to know who we are. We're goddamn heroes, okay? I'm going to be a hero. We're going to save Sleep God and save the fucking world. And because of that, you can't be walking around on your feet like some 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 peasant people. You need a cart, a big cart that we can sit on, right? We've got people who can work the forges. We can get them fixing our equipment as we go instead of walking, walking, being lazy bastards. We can have sentries. We can have a place to stay that's not that of the – I'm just thinking it gives us options. I can't design this shit. I'm thinking when we get to a city, I'll borrow some money off the tiefling uh, or tell him what we're going to do and we're going to buy this cart or get someone to build it. That's and wind power or hope for a good downhill slope? I don't know, actually. I Not thought that not far. Well, not really. I thought like camels or something, shit, something basic. Or, you know, if you're doing your thing, you know, if you got your snakes, maybe the snakes could pull it. I don't know. Get Penlog wrapped up as well. It's snake and a snake and a spider pulling it along. That'd be quite a sight. People would stop and be like, what the fuck is that? Firstly, camels are anything but basic. But uh, like I say, your heart's in the right place. This It's an interesting idea, Will. I imagine that guy. The, sorry, but you know the guy, the other one, the one who barely spoke, the the rich rich boy one. He passed out crossing the desert. How are we going to save the planet? How are we going to save Slidgard when he can't walk across sand? We've got to mm. protect those royal feet of him. We've got to put him on a put him on a cart and let him just do his armor thing from there. Well, why not use his money rather than the tieflings? If they, like you say, happen to be rather wealthy, then perhaps it's their pockets you should be going towards. That's a good idea, actually. Mm. Maybe I'll just tell them to do it. I won't even give them the option. I'll just say, you're going to do this. And you think they'll accept? I don't know. I'll just... I was going to say threaten them, but I kind of like them. Maybe I'll threaten them anyway. I don't know. There's still some... Yeah, there are some creases that need ironing out of this idea, but I just think... Shit, we got to be better than the other adventurers out there. we got to stand out. If we want people to join us and help our cause, or whatever our cause is, we need a banner. And I think that banner could be plastered to the side of a big fucking cart. Mm. That's what I think. I, don't, I like it. Yeah, it might work. I don't know. It's just something I was thinking. But I can't draw. I've just got an idea. I'm good with a sword. Uh, that's about it. But well, these my guys opinion. Look, yeah, 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 please. Yeah. And he'll go over and kind of have a little closer look at the uh, drawing. And he'll kind of hold out his hand to take yours. He'll go and shake your hand. Nice to meet you too, properly. He'll kind of grab it, turn it over, breathe a little bit of fire into one hand with kind of like a produce flame 
hold it close to a thumb and just just to try and charcoal one of your thumbs and just say needs a bit of shading um just yeah like not not to try and burn you but you know when like if you hold a hand over a candle and it gets kind of dark and that's the intention so that you can kind of smear that over the drawing um don't try this at home kids (laughs) (laughs) don't use your fucking hands and then go oh i've got nothing to draw with there's a candle though and then just make some makeshift human skin charcoal with your own fucking hand but you could don't do it disclaimer out there Is it possible? I like to think it's possible. I don't know. You just fucking did it. This is fucking fantasy, okay? Part, part of me wants to go fucking find out. I'm looking at my hands differently now. Right. There's a lighter next to me. It's looking fucking, I, you know, good. I need you an can. appendage. That's all. Oh, God. Not better than that. Um, yeah, Seth's going to, like, draw back at first, then kind of understand. it. be like, oh, all right. Yeah, okay. Feels a bit strange, but uh, all right. Um, and he will just kind of use his finger and arbitrarily shade in a bit of the sky above the car and kind of look for approval like you know Donald right is that enough yeah good start okay uh, <laughs> now some blood <laughs> <laughs> needs more crimson for the brains <laughs> uh yeah and then Seth will just kind of continue um with the drawing uh, he'll he'll um reach out he'll turn around after you've done that with his hand actually he will with one of his hands that after done the shading he will reach up towards you um bar with his free hand his left hand he's right-handed his blades always in his left mm-hmm. uh, it's right every time in his left hand and um hand getting closer and closer slowly 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 and then pauses for a second and then pounces really quickly and as he draws back he's grabbed penlog off your off your shoulder he's kind of hmm. scuttled up there and this little fucker was getting a bit too close let me just uh you fucking sit down properly don't fuck around anymore <laughs> Put, that, put him down like on next to the book and it does look like if if a spider could sulk it looks like it's sulking kind of drops down its haunches slightly and kind of crosses a few of its legs and just kind of sits there very um unhappy with the situation and um, <laughs> yeah we'll just we're just kind of taking them taking the music taking the weird fucking situation they're in and uh and just carry on sketching with the burnt finger that Bal's got. <laughs> and yeah, Bal's going to kind of join him sitting down cross-legged um, and with the kind of two hands splayed out behind, almost not not in like a super recumbent relaxed pose, but two hands kind of splayed out behind. And with that, with the hands on the sand as well, he'll kind of pause for a second, sweep his hand around in the sand. And then he's going to reach into the bandolier and pull out uh, like an empty vial mm-hmm. and just take some of that sand and pour it in uh, and kind of cork it and, and kind of place it back there. Um, yeah. And like you say, just kind of take it in the music and, and continue to wait. Nice. And uh, both of you there mentioned that you were taking in the music. Um, can you remind, uh, both of, can you both remind our listeners what the, your passive perceptions are, please? I think Biles is 17, but I cannot remember Seth's. Mine is 11. Okay. You dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, you were right with mine. So while you were um, sort of having the last sort of 15, 20 minutes of, of conversation, at the point where both of you began to form a, let's call it the early, early stages of a bond, but you were connecting over your past of involving yourselves in the events of the blight. The... The genre of music stopped. In fact, the music stopped at silent during that period. And then 
in those moments afterwards where you were talking about the cart and you were talking about how you feel about the other party members, a different genre of music sort of kicked in and it had where it was this sort of um, very much laid back, slower tempo, single string guitar. This became more of a Spanish guitar with a cassonet uh, accompaniment onto it after that. There, there, there was a tempo change. There was a, a key change in everything that was being played. And with your passive as well, uh, Bal, I'm imagining your passive insight is also around the that it matches mark. it yeah okay right you it would make sense that seth perhaps you don't know this because you're not of dralak but the the composition that prego moved on to playing and it's about a 10 minute epic um it was a rendition of something called before the sands uh, and that's an ode to dralak's past in as this vast jungle that uh once filled the entire landscape it wasn't a desert uh, in in ages gone it was a, a rich jungle uh, but there was a, an ancient war between a legion known as the Styan legion and the various princes of the hells that that tried to claim Aerith at that time that caused the the jungle to, to basically disappear overnight and it became a, a desolate wasteland and that that is the that is the the song before the sands. What the composition? Prego didn't add lyrics to it, but you recognise the tune because it really forms a lot of the philosophy that you hold, Paul. That idea about the the sand being sacred and and the 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 the, the legacy of the the, the climate here in Dralak. So this this begins to this plays out in its entirety, and once it does, Prego steps down towards the oasis waters he removes his shoes but the lute is still playing there are now two mage hands one on the fretboard one strumming and you can see these two blue lights in prego's hand as he is about 20 30 feet away from his lute you watch as he steps into the water and then begins to dance in time with what's playing flourishing and splashing and kicking up the water in, in rhythm it almost becomes a, a dance in itself and as he as he conjures and splashes up this water it doesn't respond naturally to gravity it just sort of holds its shape for a moment and slowly falls down rather than instantly sort of behaving like a splash or a ripple would and he sort of he's able to conjure up this vortex a very um light delicate vortex not like a, a swirling aggressive one just just this small cylinder of water that stays suspended for a few seconds with him as he moves the tune transitions then from this collection of chords that none of you really recognize after the before the sands finishes into something that both of you recognize wholeheartedly this is one incredibly recognizable composition that speaks to a lot of the lived experiences you just spoke about. You can't help but react. And I'm going to ask both of you to make constitution saving throws right now as you begin to hear. It's almost like hearing uh, the first chord of your favorite ballad kick in and the guess the intro style pub quiz questions. And you're like, I know what this means. And all of a sudden, those those feelings of hearing that are rushing back. What did you get? Baal got a 19. 19. And I got 22. Okay. Both of you are hit with these first few chords. And there is a moment where you just 
not literally drop everything, but you freeze and you're taken aback to quite an emotional time. And rather than succumbing to those emotions and needing to to really um, process those, you're able to to safely keep those uh, held. What's being played is a song called The Heretic's Folly, composed by the famous bard Karstan Valhorn which sings of the last moments of the blight, the heroes who sacrificed themselves to save Erith, and the great loss of those who succumb to the blight's darkness. And now I need you both to make intelligent saving throws. Okay. Uh, I got a 22 again. 18. Nothing <laughs> but consistent. Seth, you understand what's happening now is a um, illusion. You understand that you're not where you you're not where the information that's about to be presented to you. You understand that it's illusion. It is not where you actually are. Baal, you believe in this moment that you have been teleported elsewhere. Slowly, as this song progresses. The Heretic's Folly, you've heard it a number of times. The sands and the oasis give way around you. And you notice that these two blue lights in Prego's hand join to make one much larger purple orb that then begins to spread out and fill the entire scene around you. You find yourselves back on that battlefield for the last stages of the blight, in that last day of the blight. That epicenter, that last charge from Spiritmon Readout to Svenberg Citadel, that snapshot frozen in time, above the scene, amidst the desolate black landscape, is this dragon. Still, wingspan, fully stretched out as looking as valiantly as ever but undead you spy in the distance the figures charging on horseback are heroes from season one if you will Seth if you looked close enough you could probably place yourself in this scene quite easily nothing is moving Prego continues to just control this purple, small purple light with one hand. It says to you both, and the, the alligators are out of sight here, it is just the three of you that, that are placed in this scene that are moving, but everyone else that you recall from these moments are there but static ghosts. I dislike his writings. But to give him credit, Valhorn, the boy can compose with the best of them. We, and he marks both of you, we were allies once. I too served the Hailstorm Surge as a portalier, a master of transportation. And he sort of comes in close, Seth, to you, extends an, an arm out, points it far off into the distance, back in the direction of Spiritmond Readout, and says, about there in this scene. And then he starts to scan around, 
takes a moment, steps back from you, marks your features, and then just looks around the battlefield, trying to identify where you were in this moment. Then, points at the dragon, aloft in the sky, and says in perfect draconic to you, Baal, Gale fire the sleet, if I am not mistaken. Your mother, this now being spoken in common, in her last moments before death, no? Undeath. Uh, and with this, there will be tears welling in Baal's eyes. Prego will place a, a hand on your shoulder lightly. The rest is now said in common. I make it my life's mission to never see events like this again. And I think we, hoping for eye contact from you, Seth, but knowing Baal is not, not quite there, we are united in this. No? I did not know you were here. Yes, in this we are united. Perhaps, as once comrades, two of you would listen to an offer of mine. As one that served alongside the living against the undead, it is the least I can offer you, but I cannot speak for Baal. And to Baal, saying in Draconic quite lightly in your ear, as an individual now without a home, and then to Seth, and to one whose home is on its knees, and then he just moves to the center of this scene and takes a seat and sort of waits for you to sit with him. Baal will respond in Draconic as well. If you wish never to see this again, my goal aligns with yours, Prego. And uh, he'll head over and, and sit with you. Seth, yeah, even though he knows it's a vision, even though he knows it's not real, it's just an illusion, it's like knowing you're in a dream uh, of the past. It doesn't help but bring back all the emotions, feelings, and memories that one would go through, again, like I even know real life. But it, it, it w I imagine, would bring back the same level of intensity of feeling of the real nightmares that Seth has been dealing with um, since he went through these events and will inherently rip out one of his uh one of his uh bookmarks second level and summon his um shadow blade not in an aggressive way and it'll literally mm -hmm. just he'll have his right arm down to its side palm open and the blade will just form in his hand there'll be no movement you will hear this kind of mongolian throat-esque dirge kind of three-part harmony in kind of incredible minor keys kind of like swaying in the in this in the 
in the kind of soundtrack of this vision behind him and he'll walk over and then just really slowly slide the blade down into the ground so it's kind of hilt upwards the rest of it buried in the in the blight infested lands below it and then just sit on his knees sit on his feet on his knees if it makes sense hands kind of resting on his knees and looking directly at um at prego and sits waiting prego recognizes that gesture and from his back unfastens the the holster that holds his rapier uh, and again places that right in the middle of this sort of um circle you've formed that any of you could reach it as easily evenly as he could if you wanted to he marks you both with a smile three of the party you have come to travel with are incredibly valuable to me not for personal financial gain but their destinies prevent scenes like these as he gestures towards galefire as he gestures towards spenberg citadel as he gestures towards the battlefield i have been protecting them for some time intercepting bounty hunters fending off mercenaries intervening when they find themselves falling unsurvivable depths i even embedded my dearest orkish companion within their group all in an effort to keep them alive i am being called elsewhere i will not be able to offer that protection any longer i ask and he begins to remove his shirt cufflinks and roll back the sleeve of his right hand you to aid me take my mark and as he gestures out towards you two you just see this this tattooed from from the extremity of the middle finger all the way to the elbow this this fully tattooed forearm do this and i will reward you tenfold moves the hand towards you bal a home once again either to help you undo the exile you are now in or where you will find gale fires air and then unfastens all buttons on his left hand again the same um aesthetic quality of tattoos not not identical tattoos but like the same genre of markings obviously his left hand towards you seth i know where king leopold slitgard is i can offer you soldiers who will have unwavering allegiance to this crown and not the abkriskra or the others who move against them 
I have information for Sparrowhawk, the organization you have found yourself within, and says to both of you, take your pick. Just to check, Danny, the off the options that Seth has been offered is information regarding the up till now lost king of Sleetguard, which mm-hmm. Helena Sleetguard's kind of standing in for at the time. Or is it or, or unwavering the the total there's, there's, the total support of soldiers who will follow? There's three there's three options on the table. He will give you a he will give you a battalion of soldiers with unwavering support. He will tell you where the king is, or he will give you information to help Sparrowhawk and the organization that Sparrowhawk represents. Baal will kind of look at the the outstretched hand and the promises that have been given by Prego. And uh, is the the illusion still surrounding them? Like he's looking around the scene. And I mean, Baal knows this scene. Baal looks up at where um Galifier the, the the sleep is and what he's going to do is he's going to lift the cloak at the back and unhook this rotting shard shield uh that he has and place it just like the others have placed their swords in front the rapier in front he's going to place this directly in front of it and this as soon as it's kind of taken out from the cover of his cloak is it's on fire it is you notice there's no heat coming from it uh but it is just kind of flames wreathed from this and placing that down in front he'll cast one more eye up to his mother look you dead in the eye and say I want to know where her heir is and to grasp your hand. And as you do, it feels warm. Warmer than your register of warm compared to everyone else's, maybe not Nix's, but it, it, it feels hot to the touch for you. And that is a sensation like the bordering on too hot. And as you sort of hold his hand, it's up to you whether you try and pull away, but you can't at this point. No, with the heat, especially with the heat. You feel well, you feel welded to him. Yeah. It's, it's pain. He knows pain. He knows pain from a fire. He's not immune. Uh, but, rather than kind of grimace mm. or, or anything like that and kind of try and shut out the pain, he's just going to let it in uh, and not break eye contact with Prego. Okay. Eyes turn to Seth. He's going to ask a question or two first. You talk about those other three being important. Their destiny intertwined with stopping something like this happening again. How? Why are they so special? Three of them are. One entirely redundant. Which? 
I am not allowed to know. Or am I? Fair. We would, of course, then prioritize the three that are important and ditch the one that is not. Mm. I see. That does not answer your question. Your question was, how do I know? Yes. That is not a question I can answer. For my... hmm, I don't like the term masters. My benefactors. They know. And you're telling me that those three individuals will stop something like this happening again? Them staying alive? Yeah. Yes. I hate going into combat with less information, but I feel like the questions I will ask you, we will just go in circles. I agree. Though I did had you penned as a foe, I rescind what I mentioned earlier to you. Consider this part of my penance that I will, like Baal, take the mark and I rescind you as my foe. Before you lean in after those words to take his hand, his open hand just turns to a cautionary finger. We will be foes. Just not yet. If me starting with you for now stops this happening to slit God again, I can't see that happening. But then again, I can't see the future. I understand though what you say. Times will change people. Or whatever you are. And he'll reach out and grasp the hand of Prego. And as you do, it feels exceedingly cold. And icicles begin to form around parts of the finger. And below your grasped hand, sleet drops slowly onto the sand, hits the hot sand, dissipates up in a small puff of steam. Nothing huge, just tiny puffs. You hold hands as a broken triangle because I'm guessing Seth and Baal aren't holding each other's hand opposite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> after about five six seconds of this this grasp you see these tattoos move from the forearm of Prego and onto both of yours Seth your entire left hand from fingertip to elbow is covered in these black tattoos. Bow your right. And then with that, the connection in your palms breaks. And Prego stands. The spell slowly dissipates and he begins to just wipe his hands clear. Now his hands completely untattooed. You will not be able to remove this. Should you break it, this agreement, I will kill you. If I fail, those I serve will succeed. Is that clear? 
like no hang on a minute if you if you fail your benefactors succeed in killing you they will successfully kill you all right i get you sorry i thought you meant there was like you are undermining those above whole power yes no i was on his page as well yeah, that's really okay, clear now. thank you good to check that okay yeah cool so we have your tattoos now yes okay when do i get my battalion of soldiers in time you will get okay. what you are promised as long as you keep what is promised to me i just had mentioned it that's all i just i guess you can know my thoughts of course that's very un, unnerving but yeah no seth does make a good point do you say keep them alive is this until they die of old age i can make them live longer than that i'll learn necromancy if you need me to i'll keep them going and um, with the mention of necromancy bile will just kind of shoot you a stare or not i don't know it, they will remain unharmed until a time that will be clear to all of us and you no. will get what we have agreed. Only, only, and he's going to put his hands up at this one tattooed hand and obviously one normal hand. Only nitpicking here because, you know, if we get this wrong, we're dead. Unharmed. Can they be harmed as long as they don't die? Because to keep them, un we are fighters, we are combatants. Um, we look for trouble and they're going to fall down cliffs. I mean, the other one, he just, you know, fell over in the sand. I mentioned it to you, Bally, fell over and passed out in the sand. Like, would we die if that happened to him again? Uh, yes, the sun did damage him quite a bit and that is a bit problematic. I can fight the sun. I will give it a go, but I don't think I'll do much. It's a bit far. So I'm not being flippant, but I just want to know clearly the facts here to even eventually avoid dying myself. Is it keep them alive, keep them well, keep them healthy? Or is it no damage whatsoever? Because they're two very different things. He smiles. The time for questions was before the pact was agreed. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, fuck. You yeah, should have thought about that ball, really, you know? Yes, no. It's like read I the small print. I was more intelligent than that. Yeah, me too. I've got very high intelligence, and apparently not. And okay. the scene now completely returns to the oasis. And Prego stands, refastens his rapier, and moves over to where his loot and his, his uh, wine are. And begins to just sort of pack bits and bobs. And you notice the waters that you're now sat in part once again. As you're now duty bound. Uh, uh, stooge isn't the right word. Charges. Your duty bound charges begin to reemerge from... Chandralakar's lair. And as they re-emerge, Pregut just says, ah, Yes. I have one more meeting before I must depart. The first individual stepping out of the lair, horns first, is Nix Corel. Prego, now with his things, beelines for Nix. Walks past both you, Seth, and Bal. It has been a pleasure. I will return him unharmed. Walks to you, Nix. Looks you dead in the eye. Says, Now, come with me. Uh, like, I've just 
been from down there? He looks at you, doesn't blink, raises a hand. No, don't hit me. Right, fine. Where are we going? Not aggressively. Just raises a hand towards the side of his head. Begins to do a little fingertip wave. All right, all right, all right, all right. I know enough now about magic and your wares and your holiness. You do, look, I'm, I'm, I'm offering myself. Both Nick's hands up in the air. Look, where, where are we going? Don't need to do any, any magic act on me. I'm here, free will. I'd like to keep my free will, if that's okay with you. Especially some weird things are going on at the moment. I've just come from down there. I've had to make some decisions. Where do you need me? To make another decision. Another choice? Come on, I've just come and made from a choice. I feel like all my life is choices at the moment. Prego begins to just motion his fingers and his wrist in a quite a cyclical motion. And that purple light returns in his hand. And oh, it fuck. turns into this ring that grows even bigger. And you're just looking at this purple disc for a split second before it encompasses you and Prego. Seth, Baal, the two are completely gone, completely disappeared. The portal is still open, and you see as uh, Alpha, Emron, and Range just sort of rush up, having seen for a second Nyx was there, and now Nyx has just disappeared in this purple burst. For a few minutes, Nix, you are in this uh, abyss. You haven't, um, you, you don't sleep, so you don't really recognize that 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 absolute darkness that that everyone goes through each day. But you are in that absolute darkness now for for a minute or two. You still feel the presence of Prego. You feel sort of warmth coming off him. You, you hear his breath, but you're just in this sense of motion. But it's not really clear where you're going. About three minutes pass, and you land hard on this huge rocky outcrop in the middle of a tempestuous ocean. You see waves on all sides of you, the size of dragons, that crash into this small foundation that you and Prego are clinging to. It's no bigger than uh, the size of... of uh, about to say a frisbee but it's not it's like a big much bigger than that it, it, it's about maybe the size of a, 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 a mini right like it is it is small but sturdy enough that it can withstand these crashing rocks and every time the, the waves hit you, you just sort of feel that reverberation underfoot the, the air is thick with this salt uh, briny smell and the relentless spray of this sea just keeps hitting you you find yourself in a complete sense of peril, but with this hint of comfort as you look upon this overwhelmingly intimidating yet beautiful, chaotic tide. That only you would find this, this, this weird sense of comfort from just being at the most aggressive sea you have ever seen. The sky above you is painted these ominous shades of grey and cackling with lightning every other split second. The wind howls like a banshee and it whips your now soaked clothing. You've been there 
less than a minute and you are drenched from head to foot and you are beginning to shiver. It is even making you feel cold. Every direction you look, these waves are towering over you like mountains and each crash feels like an earthquake. But amidst all this, you find yourself next to a pretty much a stranger. You note that Prego is holding focus down at the base of these rocky crops. What do you do in this moment? So Nix hasn't been this close to like crashing water. And although it is um, somewhat comforting, it's also somewhat daunting given the the journey into it he took with Marota um, not so long ago. So there's a little bit of fear going on, especially because of how sudden this happened just after stepping out of uh, the dragon's lair. So he's taken his surroundings. His eyes are kind of wide as his adrenaline starts to kick in and his breath starts to quicken. And like all the goosebumps are kind of up from how cold it is. And he instinctually just huddles his chest, one arm over the top of each other, just to try and keep the warmth in as possible. And Studies Prego, stranger. Uh, right, okay. I'm here. I'm seeing what you're seeing. We go back and we can talk about this. Don't need to push me off the edge. He turns to you very briefly, says something, but you can't hear it. It's that deafening. Great. And then he looks back down towards the water below you. Just some weird silent game. Okay, fine. And Nix will look down. What do I see? Make a perception check. Ah! Gladly. How's a 17 hit you? Nice. As you're sort of trying to focus in on this scene, you sort of draw comfort from the fact that Prego looks so composed and not intimidated by the storm around you. And as you try and sort of match his gaze, you see a sea spider of unimaginable proportion. It's sort of spindly legs stretch out like uh, a nightmarish lattice that weaves through these waters with a with a, a sort of angelic isn't the word maybe like uh harrowing a harrowing grace in and out of these tides it's somehow able to hold itself despite the fact that this would move cities this 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 sheer power of 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 the sea each leg coming above the water adorned with these huge serrated edges that look like boulders slicing through all of these crashing waves with an otherworldly accuracy the Fuck. body the body itself is this monstrous amalgam amalgam amalgamation of uh, an arachnid and some sort of aquatic celestial body it glows with this uh, bioluminescence. Do you know what I mean by that? Like the the uh, all those creatures you see in much lower down 
in the depths of, yep. uh, of planet Earth too. Or, you know, what color out of interest? Purple, green, uh, blue. But but purple is the predominant hue from that mix of green and blue. There are strange patterns that move up its leg in that that lum- bioluminescent sort of um, uh, kineticness uh, motion dynamic um uh that casts this this glow as well around the leg so it just it just amplifies and projects that sense that this is this is not a natural occurrence but it is a natural occurrence at the same time the tempest seems to bend to the will of this creature and you notice as as one by one these legs just sort of wrap around the rocky rocky outcrop that you two are stood on it makes this sort of shield wall around where you are and for a moment everything is still and you just see the occasional splash coming over the top of these legs but you are basically it's like someone's taken a, a, a watchtower and plonked it over you in the middle of the ocean the waters where these legs emerge from reveal three four dozen crimson orbs at various depths below the surface of the water it's hard to get an idea about a, a baseline for the surface of the water because it's so like rippled and, and in motion but uh, yeah somewhere close to 50 of these orbs and as you study these orbs they'll dim and come back on at once they aren't orbs they are eyes oh my prego fucking what and he hears that and and the 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 wrapped arms of this arachnid are able to cut through the storms and the 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 waves and you're able to audibly hear each other again and it just announces with this cacophony of thunder behind him you look upon the spider who swims picture lightning crashing thunder rolling hi nix is thinking about all the spells that he has mastered and trying to, if you think a mind is racing through pages, you're like you're flipping through a book really fast. That's his mind right now, trying to think of any defensive, offensive, anything that would help in this giant of a spider, this situation that he's found himself in. He can't arrive. He can't focus in on one spell. It's like I said, you can't even bring one page into focus. It just keeps moving and moving and moving as he's just kind of the fear is quite palpable and the adrenaline is pumping and his his breath is is getting shorter you hear this voice from beneath the waves fear yep you got it all in one keep searching right myself find, myself find the spell that will save you uh, uh, right cool uh, and then at that Nix will take out the book <laughs> And just manually try to set up his hands are shaking. It's so bad. And he can't really hold it. Yeah. Ah. Oh, God. What? Sleep won't work. It's going to... Uh, no. No. 
no, 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 mind blank, mind mm. blank. He's just, he's just in this complete utter terror. Seeing you in agony for a few moments, not sure if this thing is enjoying seeing you squirm, taking some sort of twisted satisfaction from it. You notice Prego is stood, not looking at you, looking straight towards those crimson eyes in the depths of these seas, with that side smile that you're used to seeing on Prego's face. The voice bellows out again. You are difficult to find, Corel. My realms are the seas. My realms are nightmares, neither of which you appear to dwell in. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I used to do the seas quite a bit. Nightmares is new, or no? I'm not, not really a fan of the nightmares. I don't dwell in the nightmares, but the sea, uh, I, you know, I've been known to frequent a bit. Your lordship, too long have you spent my gifts without playing your part. Right. Okay. I I kind of think. Wait. I know where you're going with this. Like I, when I'm long time ago, I made this pact, this this blood pact on the on on the Esmeralda, the ship where I, you know I said I was part of the sea. It was a long time ago, and I I didn't really know what I was doing, and so I didn't know it was your powers that I was borrowing. I thought they were just kind of born within me. You can have them back. I've got new powers now. I do not want them back, Corel. I want something from you. Yeah, it's how it's how it often goes. What's the bargain? Bargain. The. This is an order, Corel. Right. Can you clarify what that means? Three souls have escaped my grasp. Lives due to be lost at sea, taken from me. Like you, they are avoiding the seas. Like you, they are avoiding sleep. I mean, I'm not avoiding sleep. It's just something that's subconsciously happening to me right now. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get it back. It's just this weird insomnia that I'm having right now. A couple of other weird things that's going on. Um, souls that was stolen from you. I like, so I don't know how. I assume you're talking about me and my friend Maroa. Like, we were souls that entered the water and then we, we came out of it. Like, you know, do, can you have something else? Or are we talking about three different souls? In which case, you want me to go and farm some? Is there any random souls that will do? Have you got specifics in mind? I'm very confused. Prego, is there anything here? Why? Maybe you didn't mean me. Did you mean me? Did you mean him? Can you make a wisdom saving throw? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
a natty one. Nice. <laughs> Four five. A critical fail. <laughs> you feel an overwhelming sense of weakness just develop within you. It's hard to get a grasp on its source. It seems to be coming from the very core of you. It leaves you quite breathless at times. And you feel a compulsion to drop to your knees. And you're unable to fight it. And as you do, you sustain 30 points of necrotic damage. (laughs) Okay. I'm very, I am very low on, on the old hit points. So Nyx hits that ground hard and probably almost coughs up blood, if you will, mm-hmm. um, just from the damage mm-hmm. internally. And he just kind of stares at his blood that he's just coughed up. All right. Souls, three souls. I cannot reach them on land. I cannot reach them if they do not slumber. It is up to you. Return these souls to the seas. I care not how you do this. I will have them when they breathe the spray and salt once more. I mean, like, anywhere in the sea or a specific place? Anywhere. Right. And don't forgive me if they eluded you and they elude me. What will happen? They will not elude you. If they elude you, you will feel my powers ebb away from you. If they elude you, okay, the Esmeralda will join me at the bottom of the ocean. Not okay. Okay. Not okay. Not okay. Three souls. There's more than three souls on that ship. The three souls I need were once sailors. Now, not. In Scorchelm, you will find them. A criminal incarcerated. Okay, a criminal. Yeah, bad guy. An athlete preparing to duel. Uh, That's a bit. That's a bit of a grey area, but he could be dueling someone like a hero. Okay. And a watcher. A watcher of the skies. Just the skies, not crystal ball. The skies. Okay. 
sounds right. And you want them th- in the sea, uh, dead, alive, asleep? I cannot. Okay. Yeah. They just need to touch salt water once again. Um. <clears throat> as Nick coughs out some more blood. Time. It's like, how long have I got? It's no response. I feel like sooner rather than later. If I have to summon you again, it will be to watch your precious ship sink. Okay. I... Like... Is there any more... If I'm gonna do this, and one of them's an athlete, maybe I need some other powers? I've got enough power, okay. Yeah. One, of, one of the legs just unoccupies itself from the rocky outcrop. No, 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 no. All right. All right. I have enough power. Three souls. I've got it all. And, uh, okay. One thing more. Should you ever take audience with a dragon again? This one will kill you. And Prego just turns and looks at you. Oh, for fuck's sake. You could have stopped me from going in there. Yep. Yep, okay, fine. No audience with dragon. Draw dragon, dragon, dragons, or dragonborns. I know you don't like the specifics, but if I'm traveling with a dragonborn, is that considered being part of an audience of dragons? I feel like you'll clarify that when, as and when I need to. Okay. What's your name? You look upon the spider who swims. And another quite leg, a powerful name. Another leg detaches from the rocky outcrop. And you begin to now see some of those crashing waves come back in. The, the level of volume just rockets once more. The Esmeralda continues to sail safely. Do not <sighs> test me, Corel. No, 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 no. Just, uh, just uh, three souls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 yep. You performed the pact. You invited me in. You must deal with the consequences of your actions. 
yep really uh glad i did this um just yeah not yeah 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 you'll get your three souls leave the esmeralda alone Prego puts a hand on your shoulder. And that same purple disc envelops you again. And in a second, you're taken into this black abyss, feeling motion, but not really able to orient yourself anywhere. And then you appear back at the oasis. But you appear about 15, 20 meters or so away from the scene that you left. But the oasis is closed. You look towards where the oasis should be. And there is this closing spell of a, of a battlefield you don't really recognize. And then sat in a small circle is Prego, is Seth, is Baal. They're all shaking hands. But Prego is also resting a hand on your shoulder, observing the scene. Nix is going to immediately, from landing, uh, turn not towards Prego, but the other side and throw up hard. From all the seawater mixed with fear, mixed with almost fucking getting KO'd. I got one hit point remaining. <laughs> and he's 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 gonna immediately like collapse down to one knee and just you know that convulsing after everything has come out of his stomach and he's just dry heaving as he's uh his mind is fucked. It is blown. And he's just trying to ground himself, I guess, hmm. and deal with the... He can't even deal with it. It's the, just this. This is awful and sudden and huge. And he's gone from one moment receiving this massive chance of a boon that would do so much for him and the Esmeralda and the the people around him to the lowest of lows and he's his mind is 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 fractured from the the once high of the treasure hunter to the low of the patronage of his actions from before so he's just dry heaving at the moment and as you're doing that you just notice in the corner of your eye you're being handed a vial a potion and prego says this will help. You fucking... You didn't... It's you. You didn't need to take me there. Why did you... You are your patron too? Hmm. On Wednesdays, yes. Well, that makes no sense. Oh, fine. Oh. And Nix will take the vial and drink it down in one. It's at 66 uh, healing you receive. Oh, for God's sake. I'll let you roll that if you want. 66. Yeah. Come on, be good. 25. Nice. nice. 
And as you stand there, you're sort of recovering, you drink this potion, the the scene about yeah, 15, 20 meters ahead of you has just turned and the oasis waters are parting again and you see a prego in the distance walk to a Nix Corel in the distance. <sighs> and that purple sphere, that purple disc appears again and you are gone. And then seconds later, you see Alpha, Emron, and Reigns rush to the surface to see what's happened. You see Seth and Baal. Is Prego still next to me? Prego's still next to you. The fuck do I do now? Your fate is in your hands. Do they know about this? Because clearly, I'm not the only one who's aware of this. You're aware of all of this. What are you going to do? Are you going to sell me out? My contract on you has been completed. Has everyone got a contract on me? I didn't invite you in. No, but your patron needed you recovering. What does that mean? I am no longer your minder. My... What? Who is? No one. I was paid to get you back to this spider who swims. And now our contract has ended. Yeah, okay. Okay. I don't suppose you know the names of these three souls or anything? I do. I don't suppose you'll tell me? I won't. Par for the course. (laughs) I would threaten you, but that... Go forth, Nix Carell. Mm. Now is your time to shine. Doesn't feel like it. She awaits you in Scorchelm. Hmm. Yep. Go on. I gotta deal with this. Mm, thanks for healing me, I guess. Go on, get the fuck out of here. You're making it awkward. He's just going to stand and watch. Nah. This is how people feel about me. (laughs) (laughs) It saddens me that you will never see her again. I liked the relationship you thought you had. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about Marota? What do you mean I'll never see her again? She had a part to play, and she played it willingly and beautifully. Are you saying she's dead? No. So why can't I see her again? Because I own her. I'll decide where she goes next. That! I'm coming for you. One day. And you will have a tough choice to make. Your life or how you perceive to own that woman. I might have fucked up. But I'm getting more powerful. And you can cross my words here. This is not the last time that I will see you. And I don't care how many souls I have to give to the ocean. 
Your days are numbered, Prego. Nix is going to walk off. Ciao. Fuck off. For now. Yeah. And you dissipates into thin air behind you. And as you turn and stumble back towards your friends, that is where we are going to end this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop Bellum Draconis. That's probably the best oh, sign-off that Nix has ever had. I Damn. love it. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm warm. So I'm sweaty. <laughs> I'm scared. I want to throw up. These weak arms are heavy. We... Oh, oh. Brilliant. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you, Danny. Yes, amazing. All amazing. Um, shit, I, I am. My mind is just racing through. It's like I've got that spider in front of me again. I don't know how to end this. So I will just say thank you for tuning in, listening, making us a party every day week. We love you for it. If you wanted to keep in touch with the podcast, you can do so on our Twitter pages. If you wanted to help us out, like, rate, review, thumb up, subscribe, all of that. But just more than anything, tell a friend, tell a loved one, tell a family member anything to get more is on our podcast it's the best thing you could do to help us but if you do want to check us out on twitter you can follow the main page at fellowship table then if you want to go one step further and follow us individually you can do so too i'm at i rolled one mark is at hastily rolled dm will is at fellowship npc awesome fucking spider master idea shit i'm gonna have nightmares i'll take spider master (laughs) spider master of a dm can be found at total party thrills until next time guys farewell, farewell.